Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. In this episode, we have the Braves and the Phillies kind of closing the gap in the NL East. The Braves lose another game. We got the NBA playoffs. Uh, Playoff Rondo shows up for the Los Angeles Lakers. They take a 2-1 series lead against the Houston Rockets. And we also have the Miami Heat advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2014. I'm going to start off this show with the Braves losing another game. They've lost two straight games to the Miami Marlins. 8-0 this time. Kyle Wright takes the mound. I just don't think he's ready for the big leagues. I need to send him down for reassignment. It is going to be hard for the Braves to get some pitching going. The Phillies win another game. They close the gap in the NL East to one and a half games. And Max Freed goes on the DL with an injury. And another Braves pitcher goes down with injury. So you got you got Mike Soroka. You got Cole Hamels. And now you have Max Freed. And with that, uh, Tommy Malone is going to take the mound tonight. That was the newly acquired pitcher from the Baltimore Orioles. So we'll see how it goes for the Atlanta Braves. On this Wednesday's show, we also want to talk about the NBA playoffs as the Los Angeles Lakers uh, overpower the Houston Rockets with some timely shooting of their own by Rajon Rondo, who has shown up out of nowhere. And the 2008 version of Rajon Rondo from the championship Celtics team decided to show up and he played great. Great passing. There were some alley-oops right under the basket to LeBron. LeBron could just play in the post if he wants to and just kick it out to Alex Caruso. LeBron and Anthony Davis were dominant. Although on the other side, the Houston Rockets, Russell Westbrook and James Harden combined for 63 points and they had some great games too. And this Rockets team that is known for their defense, this was a close game until the fourth quarter when the Los Angeles Lakers outscored them 30-20, to and they closed out the game. And I think they're going to close out this series. We're going to see a Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Final. I, I feel, I got a feeling that's going to happen just based off of the matchups and the, the way they're controlling the series. So the Miami Heat defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, who played without Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jimmy Butler just pushes the Miami Heat to the Eastern Conference Final they will more than likely take on the Boston Celtics, who have a 3-2 series lead over the Toronto Raptors. That's going to be a classic matchup versus a, a Jimmy Butler team. I was shocked when the Miami Heat signed Jimmy Butler. I didn't think that he had the gene of taking over a series. He's usually a role like like a number one or a number two. He needs help. It didn't work out in Philly. It didn't work out in Minnesota. It definitely didn't work out in Chicago. And he's got a good fit with the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat also have a veteran player that they signed in the middle of the season, Andre Iguodala, former NBA Finals MVP. So this is going to be an exciting series between the Heat and the Celtics. And they do have some history with one another. Of course, the Miami Heat, when LeBron was on that team, 
battled against the the Boston Celtics in the big three with uh, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. And this Boston Celtics team, even though they're young, they got some stars. They got Kimba Walker. They have Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. And they're doing without Gordon Hayward. I, I think that this Boston Celtics team could possibly reach the NBA Finals to take on either the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, basketball is really exciting right now, and it's really fun to just watch the games while we got football getting ready to kick off. Speaking of football, we have, I'm going to do my fantasy football show as uh, tomorrow will be the first game. And a lot of, a lot of people sign Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. And looking at the fantasy football rankings, when you have a snake draft and you're doing auto picks, you're going to get those first two picks are going to be running backs because you have at the top, you have Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, you have uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I I actually uh, had my draft last night and I picked up Josh Jacobs. A little pricey there, you know, with my first pick getting Josh Jacobs. Uh, my other running back was Joe Mixon, but uh, my quarterback is uh, Tom Brady. And that that could be a wild card, but he, he could have a great season putting up good fantasy numbers. I don't think he's going to put up good fantasy numbers against really tough defenses, but I think that the, the defenses that he plays in his division are pretty tough with the exception of, of the Atlanta Falcons. I think that any time that the Buccaneers take on the Atlanta Falcons, he's going to try to outdo Matt Ryan. And, and that is going to be tough because I just don't see the Falcons as a top defense. My strategy when I'm playing fantasy football is that I will start quarterbacks that are going up against an awful defense. I usually take about three quarterbacks and I put two of them on my bench. With the defenses, I play the defense that takes on the incompetent quarterback. I know last year when the Jets had Luke Falk, I went ahead and played the Patriots defense and it was, I got a ton of fantasy points. Kickers, you really don't know what you're going to get with kickers. I tried to get Rodrigo Blankenship, who won the starting job, the former Georgia kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. But of course, I was in a league where you had wager for players, and I ended up getting Young Soon Koo, the kicker from the Atlanta Falcons. If, if you look at wide receivers, it's really not a wise idea to pick a wide receiver in the first round. However, I would make an exception for Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is going to have one of those breakout fantasy wide receiver years where Drew Brees is he's going to be his number one target, and he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. If you look at fantasy players that don't get a lot of touchdowns. Julio Jones, he gets a lot of yards, but he doesn't get the touchdowns like he used to. I think Calvin Ridley is actually a good fantasy player because he gets a lot of touchdowns. So we have the fantasy football league and I know I won my league last year in 2019. I'm not sure how it's going to be, especially if you're in a fantasy league with a lot more teams. Sometimes you have fantasy leagues with eight teams and you have a wealth of players that you could pick from even off waiver wires. But if you're in a league with 12 to 14 players, it is really hard to to start players and then have a good bench because the players start running out. So the, my advice is, I mean, I've got some matchups I want to talk about uh, this weekend. So you, you have the, the, the Thursday night matchup between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. I uh, definitely would start Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if I would start David Johnson, the running back for the Houston Texans going up against that Chiefs defense. Uh, that might be a hard for David Johnson. Uh, the Chiefs defense against Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't I would not start the Chiefs defense. I would start Deshaun Watson. I think it's it's a primetime game where Deshaun Watson could go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see how it goes. Of course, start Travis Kelsey. 
most people have him as their starting tight end when when you actually pick him up. And then, of course, the Texans, Will Fuller. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is not there anymore. So Will Fuller is going to be getting most of the catches for the Houston Texans. All right, so week one, of course, you got the Seahawks and the Falcons. No surprise there. I mean, if you picked up Russell Wilson, I would take him as a backup. He's not a great fantasy quarterback. I would start him because he's going up against the Atlanta Falcons. I have Matt Ryan on my bench. That's really a hard pick to start Matt Ryan. He does well at home, and we got to see how Todd Gurley is going to be. Todd Gurley can catch the ball out of the backfield. That gives Matt Ryan some fantasy points, and if the Falcons' defense is not great, Matt Ryan will put up fantasy numbers. You have the Jets and the Bills, but there's really no... They're both great, great defenses, so I wouldn't start anybody on there. The Bears and the Lions. If you picked up Adrian Peterson in your fantasy league, I think that that's a pretty good pick off waiver wires. You It's really running back by committee with the Detroit Lions because you have DeAndre Swift, you have Carrion Johnson, you got Adrian Peterson. With the pickup of Adrian Peterson, if you picked up DeAndre Swift or Carrion Johnson, that might have been a waste of a pick because it's probably going to be a running back by committee. Of course, the Packers and the Vikings. I have the Vikings defense in one of my fantasy leagues. I'm actually going to pick up a backup defense. I don't usually start a defense when they go up against a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's never a good thing. Dolphins and Patriots. Is it wise to start Cam Newton in your fantasy league? Probably not. I I actually would start the Patriots defense because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to, you know, be a world beater and and put up great numbers. And plus the Patriots are playing at home. I actually did pick up Tua Tagovailoa off waiver wire in my fantasy draft. We'll see how that goes. Of course, he's going to be on the bench because he might not be the starter until week 10. But that's just one of those sleeper picks. But I, I think that he could have a breakout fantasy season if he starts and if he is the rookie that everybody thinks he is. All right, so you got Philly at the Washington football team. Definitely not going to start Dwayne Haskins, but Terry McLaurin is a good wide receiver. Definitely start him uh, going up against the Eagles. I do have Carson Wentz in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, That's going to be tough. I I don't know which Carson Wentz I'm going to get, but with the ferocious pass rush of uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, but Chase Young, we're going to see him, a breakout star. All right, so we got the Raiders and the Panthers. Is it wise to start Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, of course, Christian McCaffrey. And the Raiders' defense is nothing to brag about. So I think that I would start any any of the Carolina players. Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, all over the Raiders' Raiders office. I have Josh Jacobs on my fantasy team. I don't know if um, he's not going to get a whole lot of fantasy points against that uh, ferocious pass rush of the Carolina Panthers. The, the Panthers don't have Luke Keekley anymore. So maybe it would be good for a running game to actually open up some holes against Carolina. Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are are giving up on the season. They've traded away, got rid of Leonard Fournette. I mean, they do have Tyler Eifert, Gardner Minshew. They have DJ Chark. He's actually a good fantasy wide receiver. And the Indianapolis Colts. I've always been a fan of Marlon Mack. I, I think that he could be a good running back. Phillip Rivers, not really a good fantasy player, but T.Y. Hilton, great fantasy wide receiver. Okay, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, I would not start Nick Chubb against the Ravens defense. The Chargers and the Bengals, uh, I picked up Austin Eckler in one of my fantasy leagues. I'd start him against the Bengals. All right, you got the Buccaneers and the Saints. Is it wise to start Tom Brady going up against Drew Brees? That that New Orleans defense is pretty good. I mean, he could force, but Brady does not have turnover. 
turnovers. He does not throw interceptions. So I don't really know how the offensive line for Tampa Bay is going to be. All right, so the Cardinals and the 49ers, I would not start Kenyon Drake against the 49ers defense. I would, however, start Raheem Mostert against the Cardinals defense, but that's still a running back by committee. I would actually put him in your flex position. If you happen to get Raheem Mostert later in the, or later rounds in your fantasy draft, like if you already have two world beater running backs and you got Raheem Mostert, I'd start him in your flex position to give you three running backs because he could be like one of those top 10 fantasy running backs. But we don't know if Jarek McKinnon's going to get a lot of touches. We don't know if Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of touches. So it's a mystery. The Cowboys the Rams. I know that Michael Gallup is a good fantasy pick. You watch out for Michael Gallup. C.D. Lamb, another good fantasy wide receiver. Some of these wide receivers, when you pick them up in the waiver wires, they could easily be one of those players that you can start and give you some fantasy points. And it just depends on who you play in and the matchups and everything. Going up against the Rams, uh, I actually, DJ Henderson, I actually picked him up because Todd Gurley's not there anymore. I'd actually start DJ Henderson against the Cowboys. I think that might be a good pickup. Okay, so Monday night, we have a doubleheader. We have Pittsburgh and the Giants. I'm wondering if some of you did pick up Ben Roethlisberger on your fantasy team. He's a good fantasy quarterback. He's not a great one, but he's he'll put he'll give you some fantasy numbers. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. You have some fantasy numbers. I don't know about Vance McDonald. I, w- I wouldn't start Vance McDonald. Of course, the Giants, if you have Saquon Barkley, the Steelers is actually the top-ranked defense in fantasy. So going up against Daniel Jones, second year, Saquon Barkley, that's a safe bet to start the Steelers defense. And I'm not sure, Saquon Barkley will give you fantasy points, so there's never really a scenario where you're going to sit him. But when you play him against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he he may not get great fantasy points, but I'd still play him because he's going to give you something. And of course, the Titans and Broncos, the Broncos, are now without Von Miller. They got two great defenses going up against each other. Uh, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill would be a great start for fantasy. Uh, Derrick Henry, a lot of people picked Derrick Henry in the top five in their fantasy drafts. Some people picked Derrick Henry number one. Of course, Drew Locke, the quarterback for Denver. I know that we're not really starting these uh, mystery quarterbacks, uh, but I did pick up Jerry Judy in one of my fantasy leagues and uh, you know drew lock if he could get him the ball jerry judy would be a pretty good pickup noah fant is a good pickup for a tight end i know the tight ends are really hard to come by after after george kittle and travis kelsey you you do have some tight ends like zach Ertz, which is a good tight end greg olson another good tight end hayden hurst and uh, what about austin hooper for cleveland i think that could be a surprise pick for uh, tight ends as well and i know some people picked up gronk in the waiver wires, but you also have OJ Howard and Cameron Braid. So it might be tied in by committee in Tampa Bay, even though Gronk is Tom Brady's favorite target. Well, I'm glad I talked a little about fantasy football on this show because it's always fun to talk about fantasy football and uh, who to start, who to sit. And as we get into the season, there might be some surprises of some players that you could pick up on waiver wires. And I hope that everybody has a great fantasy season and and that you do well in your league. So if you ever have any questions about fantasy, just go ahead and comment down on 
the comments below. All right, so we wrap this thing up. We we spent most of this show talking about fantasy football. You know, on so on Wednesdays I'm going to do my fantasy show because we have the Thursday night game because you might want to adjust your lineups on Thursday night, and then we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'm going to talk about the preview of the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, and then uh, Friday I'm going to make my football picks for Week One, and I'm going to talk a little bit about college football Week Two as we have some very intriguing matchups, including Duke and Notre Dame. That is going to be the 2.30 game on NBC. We also have Clemson and Wake Forest. It's a Wake Forest team without Jamie Newman, but Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, he is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Clemson is ranked number one in most of the college football preseason polls. And how is college football going to be without the Big Ten and the Pac-12? As a lot of the top teams, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, are not going to be competing in the rankings, but you have great teams like Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, Florida is a surprise team. Of course, Georgia's ranked number four. And with the ACC, it's Clemson and who else? I know it's Florida State going to have a back, going to have a bounce back year, especially with Mike Norville, now their new head coach. It's hard to imagine just college football without like these major powerhouses, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that into detail. I just want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast and listens to listen to my podcast on all major platforms. We are just growing. Our audience is getting great and we have a tremendous show that we can just talk sports all the time. And I just want to thank everybody out there. I hope everybody has a great day and remember, and we'll try to get through this pandemic together, but I hope you enjoy this weekend of sports and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.